Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. Right now on the Busted Open Podcast, it's myself and your AEW World Women's Champion Thunder Rosa as we talk about the new commentating teams for the WWE, NXT, SmackDown, and Raw. Speaking of Raw, we also talk about the change of the play-by-play announcer. No more Jimmy Smith. We react right here on the Busted Open Podcast. Also, speaking of the WWE, we break down extreme rules taking place on Saturday with our good friend Justin Labar right now on the Busted Open Podcast. You talk about Evolve and how people have changed. Uh WWE is going through some changes and changes yes. on the commentary team on Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. I mean, completely blown up. Um, for NXT, it's mm-hmm. going to be Booker T and Vic Joseph are going to be your new commentating team every single Tuesday night on NXT. For Fridays, uh, Michael Cole, who I think does a phenomenal job, doesn't get the respect that he deserves Along with Wade Barrett. We recently had Wade Barrett on the show. Wade Barrett is I phenomenal. I love Wade Barrett, man. Like, I love him. He's um, He he started with us at NWA. That's where he started doing a lot of his uh, commentary stuff. And I have nothing but respect for him. And I'm so excited that he, he has this opportunity now. Yeah, this is a big one. On SmackDown, I mean, I think everybody knows that SmackDown right now is the most watched pro wrestling show out there. So the fact that he's going to be on that commentating team with Cole, that's very, very exciting. So I'm looking forward to that. He's a a good, he's a good addition to SmackDown and uh, I'm really happy for them. And, you know, and, and the fact that they have two women interviewers in the back, that's a good sign too. Yeah. So we're going to see more of Wade Barrett on Fridays. And then on Monday night, raw, it's going to be Corey Graves and Kevin Patrick. So Kevin Patrick is going to be the new play-by-play voice of Monday Night Raw. You can listen to Kevin Patrick right here on SiriusXM FC on Thursdays with the legendary Ray Hudson. So uh, if you're a fan of Kevin Patrick, you're going to be able to hear him now as the lead play-by-play voice of Monday Night Raw. Well, now you know, guys. Okay. What? To listen, who to listen, and who's going to be doing commentary. So um, I, it, I think it's really good when they're doing, rest- I, again, they're restructuring everything from bottom yeah. to top. And now, you know, it's commentators, it's uh, backstage interviewers. 
So I'm just excited to see what else is gonna change in that um, in that company because you know again it, I, I guess they're they're, uh, they're leaving people guessing. Well, and and I think it's just a I think it's just a different game plan. I think and obviously the name that you didn't hear was Jimmy Smith. You know Jimmy Smith who hosts Unlocking the Cage with us here on Sirius XM Fight Nation from two to five uh, Tuesday through Friday who does a phenomenal job. Uh, talking MMA. Um, he was thrown into a world that I don't think he was really prepared for, but I felt under, he did an excellent job for somebody that kind of was thrown into a world because if, if you look back a couple of years ago when Vince McMahon was still in charge of creative, I think he really wanted a lot of people from outside of the wrestling community to be a part of the WWE. Jimmy Smith was definitely an example of that. Well, not only commentators, but a lot of writers, a lot of people that were yep. doing backstage stuff, all of them had no experience whatsoever with professional wrestling. And I feel like at a point it really suffered, the product suffered because when they were creating stories or even, you know, with commentary where the person is not, doesn't know anything about the business, doesn't know the lingo, it can be very difficult. But I'm glad that he did really well. And some people didn't do that well, so they were probably not working at the company anymore um, because, again, they're trying to um, focus a lot more on on good storylines and and uh, something that will uh, draw people's attention again. Yeah, and, and Thunder, you make a great point. And it may sound like a small thing, but I think ultimately it turned out to be a big deal. You mentioned just like the lingo and the language of pro wrestling. Uh, Jimmy Smith wasn't familiar with that. And some of the, the small things kind of do fall through the cracks. And I just think it's a, like a, just a different game plan. Triple H respects, loves pro wrestling, looks at pro wrestling as an art form. I always felt this, and it's th I'm not just saying this for the first time. If you've listened to me here on this show throughout the 13 years that this show has been on the air, I always felt like Vince McMahon was a little embarrassed of pro wrestling for whatever reason. Like he, I, I always said he hated pro wrestling. When you mentioned the the term pro wrestling in front of him, and I always refer back to that interview that he did with Stone Cold Steve Austin, where Stone Cold mentioned pro wrestling and that look of disgust on Vince McMahon's face. I always felt he was kind of embarrassed by pro wrestling. He was always trying to do things outside the world of pro wrestling. You know, coming up with the terminology sports entertainment, and I felt like he was always trying to get people from outside of our world but but thunder you know and and it's like what you just said the lingo when you're on commentary you you have to understand the language and i don't think jimmy smith really fully understood that language you know what i even me being a uh, a professional wrestler when i do commentary in spanish and i don't know how the moves are called in spanish it's very difficult for me to call them. And it's very difficult for me to make a connection with the fans, regardless of the fact that I am, you know, the AEW Women's World Champion. I still yeah. can't say some of this stuff in Spanish. So I can't even imagine what he was going through, like his first couple of months, because it's just a kind of like a culture shock, right? Like he's coming from MMA, like, you know, you name some submissions a different way. You uh, Some of the wrestlers do some of those submissions, but they're called something different because they make them their own, right? Or yep. I don't know. I'm not sure if he, he knew about storytelling or like, it's just like, or psychology, uh, you know, wrestling psychology. And it's just jumping in into something like that. 
I commend him for taking such a big risk, but it's not easy. And yes, we can all, you know, criticize and, you know, point fingers at him for not doing what he's supposed to, but it's not easy. Even I said, even as someone who knows about wrestling, wasn't even easier for me to do commentary in Spanish. You know, it's, I just feel like that's, that's the similarity, like, uh, because I, don't know the language in Spanish. It was hard for me to say some something. I, at least I was able to cover it up for, um, mm -hmm. because I I know what I'm talking about. But it still it was very very difficult. So, um, well, like I said, like I'm just gonna agree with you what you, what you were saying in terms of like the 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 switch in the company now, and what is it will become in the next couple of months. It is very important for the next generation of wrestlers that are in NXT because the switch is going to be very tremendous. People are going to focus, they're going to focus more on stories and they're going to focus more on wrestling, which I think yep. a lot of the people that didn't get signed that are professional wrestlers now in the independent scene are very excited about. Hopefully they change the ways on how they um, recruit again. And uh, some of these people that have so many uh skills and, and and deserve to be in a major company are picked up and that and even you know commentators who knows there's so many talented people in the independent scene that deserve a a a shot in any company uh, but I, I guess again um you know everybody knows that wwe has this pipeline at the this pipeline and with it starts with nxt and the training and everything that they do with with the talent even for the talent that they never been in professional wrestling before so hopefully again with with all the changes that is are happening right now uh things change for a lot of people that are in the company yeah and thunder a couple of things from what you just said about the difficulty i remember it the other way around i remember there was a, an mma event that they put on cbs so they used the cbs sports team and i remember gus johnson was like the play-by-play voice for the MMA and he wasn't familiar with MMA and he called one of the moves a DDT and he got destroyed. <laughs> no, he, and he did. He got this because, you know, he didn't know like the and he got this. I remember he got destroyed because he called something a DDT and everybody's like, this isn't professional wrestling. This is MMA. But 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 you, you're, you're right. When you don't come from that world, you could study it and watch as much film as you possibly can. But if it's not like embedded in your brain for people that actually have either done it or trained in it for years, years and years, it's difficult to do. Also, on your same point about the landscape changing, it is more about pro wrestling now. Even forget about the commentating team, but the wrestlers themselves. It wasn't that long ago we were talking about on this show that the WWE is recruiting athletes, but not necessarily wrestlers. Mm -hmm. Now they are going back to signing some independent wrestlers around the country. And I think that I think people want to see um, want to see pro wrestling. And I think that I think the WWE is delivering that right now. Now, we talked about Jimmy Smith. As people know, Jimmy Smith uh, hosts a show here on Sirius XM Fight Nation, unlocking the cage that you can listen to from 2 to 5 p.m. Eastern time, Tuesday through Friday, right here on Fight Nation. And on his show yesterday, he talked about the going into the world of the WWE, but ultimately leaving the world of the WWE. I'm not going to be doing Extreme Rules this Saturday. I will not be on Raw ever again. My time with the WWE is up. A few things that I want to lay out. Number one, had a great time doing the WWE. It was a ton of fun. It was, once again, working for the circus. It was bizarre. It was weird. 
I learned a lot in a very unique way in the most stressful environment possible. I did play-by-play for the first time, which I had never really done before. I had done it at Titan here in, in Miami, but, you know, local show is pretty easy. The way I said it, and this was one of my first weeks there, I was talking to Corey Graves, and I said, this is like learning stick at the Indy 500. I'm not a play-by-play guy. I was a color analyst. That's what I still am. You know, I'm on the right side. Play-by-play guys are on the left. I had never sat in that seat before. And here I am doing it in an environment that is completely absurd and insane. They kept things surprises, so I'm sitting out there, and suddenly somebody comes out. And I'm going, okay, wow, this isn't anywhere. No one told me this. And you got to deal with all kinds of stuff, and everything's last minute, and it's bizarre and weird, and people destroy your commentary table, and blah, 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 blah. It was like the most chaotic possible environment to learn and pick up a new skill, which is play-by-play, and then picking up the history of the last 30 years of professional wrestling. I stopped watching uh, when Hulk Hogan took on the Ultimate Warrior at WrestleMania. My point is, I stopped watching this stuff when I was 12. I didn't watch it again until last year. So... It was this idea of like catching up and doing all this stuff and it was crazy and frenetic and da 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 da. Now I'm not doing it anymore. So when people say, Are you okay? Is everything all right? I didn't expect to do this at all. This call came out of the blue. The audition came out of the blue. Getting on Raw came out of the blue. And me leaving is out of the blue. So to then lose it and everybody's asking, I'm fine. I didn't expect to be there at all. This is all kind of a goof. It all feels almost like a dream when you look back on it. All That's right. kind of it in a nutshell. I, d- I didn't expect it to happen in the first place. Um, is losing it disappointing? Sure. But I didn't expect to be here at all. All right. A lot of thunder from what uh, Jimmy said on his show, Unlocking the Cage, yesterday. Uh, and I listened to that, and it should come out as a surprise but i guess if you know the world of wrestling and the wwe it probably shouldn't be a surprise at all no it's not i mean the fact that he's saying like this uh, you know came out of nowhere and then all of a sudden i'm, I'm in raw and and when he said uh you know learning professional wrestling was like learning stick to drive you know a, a major Thing. Yeah, and Indy five hundred. Like, yeah, this is this is hard. Yeah, just imagine, like again, going back to what you were saying earlier. Um, he comes from a world of MMA where there's like so many different holds and so many different uh, kicks and aims and so many different you know things. And then he comes to WWE again, like I was saying, like everybody has their little Kirk, everybody has their little like, name of your their kick or you know again the storyline, everything. It, you know, if even just, I think, capitalizing the opportunity that was for him. Jimmy capitalized on that opportunity. And that happens a lot in professional wrestling. We have to capitalize on opportunities that are just happen for us. And you just have to take it. You either, you know, it's, it's, it's trial by fire, right? And I yep. think that's what he went through. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. 
With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. This is Adam Shine, host of the Adam Shine Podcast. Here to tell you, you can listen to my podcast all year round. I'll give you my NFL picks against the spread, give you fantasy advice all season long, while being joined by the best guests in all of sports. He's Aaron Rodgers of the Green Bay Packers. This is what I expect. You know, I expect to play well every year. We release episodes of the Adam Shine Podcast every week. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast or listen on the SXM app, included with most subscriptions. The Adam Shine Podcast our good friend justin labar justin you're a man of your word yes you are you know the cowboys beat your team the washington commanders and you are there wearing a cowboys t-shirt i commend you good sir i know it's got to be killing you your skin must be crawling as we speak but you are a man of your word i'm uncomfortable david (laughs) not gonna lie but I, but I, but I, I had to do something. Uh, so for, for for those in Radio Land, this is actually a child's size, and I felt that, you know, I try to be a charitable person. Each month, I try to think, what can I, who can I help this month? And I thought, let me steal this from a child. Oh my god! So I can help better direct their path so that they are not going down uh, a brainwashed path of believing that this is America's team and that they need to wear this Dak Prescott shirt. So I stole it from this child. Also to make good on the bet, because I am a man of, of my betting words. And so congratulations to your Cowboys. They did get the victory. And also, uh, yay for me for helping the youth. Of America. <laughs> well, that's disgusting. But Justin, I was in Fresno this weekend and there was this guy. It was 10 a.m., you know, Pacific time. He was lit. All his family, all his family was wearing Cowboys stuff. And I thought of you and, I, and he was like, yeah, my Cowboys win. And I was like, oh, my God, Justin is coming out, you know, with his cowboys cowboy stuff so and uh, yeah. it's very unfortunate to see you like that i feel your pain i was probably lit at the same time but for a totally different reason <laughs> <laughs> the opposite end of the spectrum. i get it and, and justin you are made I, did, I didn't like the explanation because you know cowboys uh are america's team as you know so i mean the fact that you're trying to you know change the mind of a young man and stealing from a young a young person as well is probably not the best thing to do Ahead, yeah, Denver. I was just going to say, we shouldn't be talking about stealing things. Maybe you just borrow it from another kid. That doesn't sound good either. The young so. person Nobody says, it to me. Yeah, you go. He's trying to help the youth of America by not making them cowboy fans. I don't know if being Washington Commander fans is going to help the youth at all anyway. But that's a, that's another story for another day. But you look very handsome. In your ca- I got to tell you, blue blue and silver are your colors. No, so much no, more. no, 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 <laughs> they're not. This is not my color wheel. This, this is, is no. I, I think you look very, very handsome. All right. I Justin. didn't know that I had a color wheel, but I found out I do have a color wheel and this ain't in it. 
Justin, we talked a lot about Bound for Glory today. Bound for Glory taking place tonight. Again, available on Impact Wrestling. We also have Eddie Edwards, who's going to join us a little bit later on in the show. But we haven't had an opportunity to talk about what's going to take place tomorrow night. Extreme Rules. Again, and we probably say this a lot, Justin, when it comes to WWE, um, you know, premium live events like we're going to see on Saturday. Not crazy about the build going in, but when you look at the actual show itself, some very good matchups on Saturday night. Yeah, you know, you, you say about the build. I mean, I think if we went through it right now, I believe there's six matches that are officially advertised, you know, and we could pick apart which build is better you know, than the others out of the six. But as a whole, just the vibe going into the show because of some of the build, some of the better builds. Um, and then, you know, again, the, we're continuing with the, the the teases of the White Rabbit. And, you know, this is going to be a show 48 hours prior, you know, 24 hours after the season premiere, season premiere of, of SmackDown and and two days before the, the season premiere of, of, of Raw in Brooklyn, where they're going to do a big show. This has got more hype and energy around this extreme rules. You know, I used to extreme rules in WWE. They, it's the most extreme night of the year when when you look at it and they were more extreme by accident on other nights but this one coming from philadelphia obviously philadelphia known for its extreme and pro wrestling i I was trying to look and like all right when when is the last extreme rules that i thought going into the show i felt as much and i had to go back and i'd have to probably say i was at this extreme rules it was 2012 in chicago and it was for one reason it was the first match back for brock lesnar after he had took his years of mma hiatus uh, he was there in the main event versus John Cena. So we were all, you're, you're wondering, what are we going to see out of Brock Lesnar? And John Cena just came off a match with the Rocket Mania. So it, it's been 10 years, in my opinion, since Extreme Rules has gotten up like this. And I'm I'm here for it. I'm excited for it. Uh, and cheap plug, you'll be able to hear my reactions live tomorrow night, right after Extreme Rules. Myself, Jimmy Corderas, and Issa, the Puerto Rican Demon Diva, will be live on Wrestling Inc.'s YouTube, Twitch, uh, and Facebook accounts. Uh, so join us tomorrow night. I'll be definitely checking that out. Uh, what match are you most before we even? And I know we're going to talk a lot about the White Rabbit and how all trails are leading to Philadelphia tomorrow night for Extreme Rules. What's the one match you're most looking forward to tomorrow night? Ooh, uh, you know, I, I, there's a spot I have for McIntyre and Cross, but I think we'll get to that here in a second. I, I'm going to tell you what I the, the, the brawling brutes versus Imperium. You know, this 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 is fun to watch these guys. I mean, they have distinct personalities, gimmicks, characters, whatever you want to classify them as. And it is just hard hitting shit. <laughs> and I mean, how do you, you just sit and watch this and it's, it's one of those, you know, I love to do the, you know, I have a lot of different tests. You know, there's the, there's the airport test. There's the, do you want your wife to walk in the room test when this segment's <laughs> on? Do you, do you want to, do you want the friend that doesn't watch wrestling? This is the, you want the friend who doesn't watch wrestling to come over. And this is when they come over to, to have a beer and talk your off. Hey, sit and watch this one. Yeah, go ahead and use that F word around me now when you watch this. Take a look at this. Tell me that doesn't like hurt. It. You know, I like so I, I'm, I'm looking for – I love watching Sheamus and those guys. Uh, obviously, Gunther, you know, it's amazing what he's done with his his physique, the shape he's gotten in, but he still has, um, you know, all, all of his credibility. So, I, you know, for cheap indulgence of, of just seeing some hard-hitting action, I'm really looking forward. Uh, to, and I love how they're calling it. They're calling it a six-man tag team, good old-fashioned Donnybrook match. I love that name. I love it, too. 
and uh, you look at this card, and we can, you're right. You know, I, I probably stand mistaken a little bit here when I talk about the build because I look at these matches, and there has been some good build towards these matches. One in particular, and I know it's a favorite of yours, and that's Drew McIntyre and Karrion Cross in a strap match. Uh, Drew McIntyre, and, and Thunder, we've talked about this before. Drew McIntyre, a world champion at a time where he had his reign during zero fans in attendance. Yeah. And speaking of zero fans, Karrion Cross. The entire time that Karrion Cross was in NXT, and I and I thought had one of the best entrances in all of pro wrestling. None of those entrances happened with fans in attendance. Unfortunately for him, the only time he was in front of fans the last time around in WWE is when he made the move to the main roster with that. Lord Humongous Demolition uh, Spirit Halloween gimmick that did him no favors. But Justin, it's going to be kind of cool to see Karrion Cross have a pay-per-view entrance in front of 15,000 fans like he will tomorrow night. Mm. Indeed. Indeed. I'm, I'm looking forward to this match for three reasons. One, I'm a big Cross fan, and so tying into what you just said, to see the entrance on, on, a, on a premium live event stage and just seeing Cross in general, him and, him and Scarlett, I just love the presentation. Uh, number two, strap matches. It might not be the... the, the might not be the most bold and, and what have you out of all, you know, you got a, you got a ladder match on here. You got an, I quit match stream, you know, strap match might seem, but strap match and, and thunder. I don't know if you've ever been in them or if you, or if you would uh, agree with me here, strap matches can be a beautiful thing. Cause of psychology here, you are yeah. bound to your opponent. And so the, 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 the opportunities that that presents for the guys working the match. And obviously of course that strap can be a weapon. I mean, thunder strap matches that it's like, it's like a whole fresh new canvas you get to work with. Well, it is. And it's the level of intricacy, right? Because everything that you're doing, you got to be mindful of the strap, you know, as, as you are preparing yourself. Sorry for like moving the little curtain a little bit. As a entertainer, as, as a performer, you're like, holy crap, I have this strap. What are we going to do? How are we going to how are we going to use this to tell a story? Right. And that's the most difficult part, I guess, when you're doing it, too, uh, because it could be well, everything that they're doing, any extreme match. Extreme rules can be potentially very dangerous. So, uh, and this, and they're fun to watch too because you're like seeing what how creative they can get while yeah. like being strapped to each other. Yeah. So you know, again, seeing cross strap match, and then then the third reason, if there's going to be a reveal, I think any reveal that's going to happen is going to have to come around this match. Uh, and then I'm talking about with anything, any more furthering of the uh, of the white rabbit. And I'm not saying the full reveal even happens, but maybe this is the most substantial clue or, or indication we get and what i'll be watching with this is i'll be watching the match order because if there's going to be any significant movement on the white rabbit campaign i think you'd have to put it last because depending on what it is it, if it goes anywhere else in the show it might overshadow anything you try to put after it so i'll be very yeah. interested watching the card of what matches we get what and whatever is positioned last and what they're going to end the show with that that's that's the that's the big picture that i'm looking at I look at this card. What match is your main event tonight? Because, you know, Roman Reigns is not defending that world championship. I mean, is it the SmackDown Women's Championship? Is that going to be your main event, you think? You can make a case for every five of the six. My my, my brawling, my, my Donnybrook match I'm looking forward to, that's not going to be the main event. That might be a great way to start. But no. you can make a case. 
you can make a case for the for Rousey and Liv Morgan for the SmackDown Women's Championship. You can make a case for the fight pit, especially if the fight pit needs to be erected and put together. Um, yeah. Or maybe that's the first match for that reason. But you could see that because of the the angle and the heat that Rollins and Riddle have been having dating back to June, I think. Yeah. Cross and, cross and McIntyre for the reasons I just said. You could do it with the Raw Women's Championship, a ladder match. Ladder matches are often favored. So you could go out with a ladder match. And then, of course, Edge and Finn Balor and I quit. You can always put Edge in the main event. So f- five of the six, I can make a case mm. for, which, again, makes it all the more fascinating of what do you uh, what, what do you weight the show with as the main event? So I have a question. So Matt Riddle and Seth Rollins, the fight pit match. Is this going to be like, this is MMA style we're talking about? <laughs> Yeah, so the, when they did the fight pit, uh, they did a fight pit match in NXT, and it was like a special, you know, it they had like a catwalk uh, up above like a, a canvas, and yeah, it was kind of like a little more MMA style in terms of, you know, sh- you're shooting somebody to the ground, and, you know, obviously Cormier is going to be the ref, so I, I don't know exactly what they're going to, if they're going to list special rules, we'll have to find out, I mean, this will, but yeah, it has more of a MMA or Stu Hart, Calgary Dungeon kind of feel to it. Uh, is that kind of like song. blood, is it like blood sports? Are we talking about? I don't know if I go Come that on. far. Um, Dave, what do you think? It is I mean, WWE, only, so. Yeah, I mean, we've only <laughs> seen one, and it was an NXT. <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. How about I go to Bloodsport? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, like, I mean, if it's going to be like that, I think it's going to be very interesting. But if not, I mean, I, I don't know. You know, like because we we did something similar. Well, we had the, the cage at AEW. Remember that? And it was very, yeah. like, you know, MMA style. Um, but I don't know. I mean, this is going to be, I mean, all the matches seems to be very interesting. And again, the fact that there's a buildup behind the matches makes it more interesting. Uh, Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey, Extreme Rules match. I mean, they've been, they've been feuding for a while now. And, uh, Liv Morgan is really, uh, making a name for herself as champion. So, uh, let's see if Ronda takes the championship this time. Yeah, I mean, with Riddle and Rollins in the fight, I mean, last time we saw a fight, but I think Riddle's involved in it. And Dave, was it Riddle and Thatcher? So you yeah, had like two guys Thatcher, that, yeah, yeah, you had yeah. two guys that had like that wrestling kind of, yeah, like uh, Rollins. I don't know. I mean, you know, Rollins is a he might be CrossFit God, but I don't know if he's <laughs> going to be MMA in style. And I don't I know. I mean, you never know. I think I think this is a, a a huge huge challenge for Seth Rollins. I mean, when you face someone who is you know has a humongous MMA background, and it is the match is going to be based on that. Basically, uh, you know, Seth has to bring something different that he's brought all these years. I mean, we all know he's a great entertainer. He's been a great wrestler for a long time, but now, you know, having Matt Riddle, it's just like Riddle steering things up. He is on, you know, in his territory. So like, hopefully Matt Riddle can shut Seth Rollins mouth by, you know, showing him some uh, real respect and humbling him a little bit. Uh, But we'll see. Yeah. Maybe Rollins uses his athleticism and his cat like agility. And he's just, it's a kind of a catch me if you can kind of situation, you know, Riddle can't get him down and pummel on him if, uh, if you can't catch him. So, and Daniel Cormier is the special guest referee. Obviously, Daniel Cormier is a, a legend in the world of MMA. I don't know who the hell he is, but but you know, <laughs> MMA fans do. Um, but you know, but but I think you know, Thunder. To your point, that kind of brings a little bit of legit legitimacy and credibility to that fight pit match. Yeah, it does. It really does. And uh, again, it's it's uh, you know, it's just. Again, you celebrate different styles of wrestling and, and professional wrestling by doing this kind of stuff. And it's the same, uh, well, the stream rules match with Ronda Rousey. Everybody knows she's, she was, you know, very decorated MMA fighter. But now she's being put in a very uncomfortable situation and where they're not used to, you know, wrestling or performing with the ladders, tables and chairs and, you know, cages and you name it. So 
that's what makes I, I I think that's what makes professional wrestling so special because you are put on different situations that you are not comfortable with, you know, per se, but you have to perform in a way where it's going to be entertaining, it's going to be safe, and um, it also is going to make sense because you have to take tell a really good story. Thunder, can I interview you real quick? What uh, can, is there is there a match you'd be willing to reveal that was the most like of that situation for you, challenging or uncomfortable? Like like is there one that sticks out in your career for that? Uh, most uncomfortable. I don't know. I, I don't think I have any, like I just, when they gave me the, the challenge, I was like, I, I'll do it. You know, I'll do, do it, it once. And if I don't like it, I'll just don't do it ever again. Right. That's what I was telling <laughs> uh, David. If I have to do a dead match, I'll like to do a dead match, but it has to be, it has to be a pay, a, a payout yeah. for the reason that I'm doing it, not just do it just to do it. Yeah, you're not, like, gonna do, you're not going to do a one-off death match. No, no, no. <laughs> I want to do a hair versus hair match, too. I think it will be very interesting. I, I wouldn't care about losing my hair. I think it's very important that we get out of, like, outside of the box and really tell stories. Like, if I'm going to cut my hair or if I'm going to do this because it's, it's, it's worth it. We created a story. People are invested in it, and we're going to do it. If I'm going to put my body through so much pain or, or through so much danger, it has to make sense. I just don't want to do it just because they're going to pay me a bunch of money. All right. Well, to, to Justin's point, you know, you did jump into the world of MMA. So what was that like for you? Did, was that you jumping out of your comfort zone to oh, fight in MMA? Huge. I mean, I tell this, I tell the story all the time when I was jumped, like, you know, it was a shark tank. The first day that I started doing MMA, the first day that I sparred, 10 people jumped me literally because they want me to, they want me to quit. I was on the ground. I felt like I was drowning and people were just punching me in the face <laughs> and I'm trying to get out of them. They're just straddling me and they're like, keep going, keep going. I'm like, I can't breathe. I don't care. Keep going. You want to do this. This is what you got yourself into. You got to keep going. You have respect for the sport. You know, if you want to be a fighter, you have to act like a fighter, not like a coward. And that's what they keep doing. As they were punching me in the face and I'm just like crying. Right. So that really, you know, set the tone for me to be like, oh shit, this is what's going to be like with blood. I'm going to be tired. I got to be mentally prepared for this. Like, I can't just be like, you know, coming in and be like, yeah, guys, I'm a champion professional wrestler. What's up? They don't, they don't care. You know, I'm stepping into their world. And I feel like a lot of the times with MMA fighters, when they come to professional wrestling, people are like, I don't like this person. He's not from our world. But again, now we're meshing and going back to like, you know, what having an MMA um, commentator is just, we're meshing the two worlds. Yeah, they've been doing that. And and really quick, uh, Justin, before we d- jump back in, just piggybacking off of what Thunder just said, before we jump back into Extreme Rules, what do you think about the new commentating teams for the WWE right now? Uh, you know, uh, first off, um, I mean, C- Cole and Corey Graves, or excuse me, I'm sorry, um, Cole and uh, uh, Wade Barrett. I mean, I, I love hearing Barrett on NXT. I, I, yep. I think he's just, he's always entertaining to me. He's entertaining when he was cutting promos as, as bad news Barrett. So yeah, Cole's a legend. Cole's the goat. I mean, so um, I, I think that's going to be great. Uh, I, I mean, of course I miss Pat McAfee, you know, on his hiatus doing college game day. Uh, Corey Graves also fantastic. So I mean, you know, I'm glad obviously Graves is still going to be you know on raw. I, I haven't, uh, it's Kevin Patrick, right. That's doing the play by play. Yep. I, I know he's done some of the C shows. I honestly have not heard him. I've only ever seen or heard him in the backstage role uh, from those that I've, those that I've trusted have said that, uh, that I've, or I've read that they said, Oh, they think he's doing a good job on the C show, which he must be to get this kind of promotion. So I'm going to, I'm going to, Give them the benefit of the doubt and go in optimistic. I am glad, though, across the board, 
two man commentary teams. Yeah. Two man commentary. I, and I don't care, you know, as, as somebody with a broadcasting degree, I don't care if it's, I don't care if it's wrestling. I don't care if it's f- football, hockey, any, any, anything, three man booths, too crowded, two man booths and having a sideline reporter or down on the ice reporter or a backstage reporter. Fine. It's okay to get though. Cause you can get some different anecdotes, different things by being up close or being in different spots in the venue. You do not need three people in the booth. It is. I'm sorry. Just it's too crowded. Not needed. It is your. I'm old school tradition. You have your play-by-play guy who, or the host, as WWE calls it, with all the traffic that they got to deal with and, and all the navigating of graphics and toss to this, toss to that. You have the you have that person who's hosting, running the show, and they play the sympathizer to the babyface, and you have your heel color commentator. It works. No need to change it up. I agree. I agree with you. I I like the two man booth. Um, really quick. Thunder and I talked about this at length earlier on in the show. Our very own Jimmy Smith, who's a host here on SiriusXM Fight Nation, you know, mentioned on his show, Unlocking the Cage, about just the whirlwind that was that one year in the WWE. He talked about, and, and I think this was common knowledge, before getting the job with the WWE, he hadn't, wrestled, he hadn't watched wrestling in 30 years. He hadn't watched since he was 12. But the thing that really grabbed me is that he had never done play-by-play before and thunder talked about especially at that time they wanted people from outside the world of pro wrestling do you think under triple h that that mindset has changed a little i mean i I think i mean triple h is obviously open you know and he's talks about even with talent you know he's open to all all walks of life coming in but i think when you're tasking somebody again with hosting the show they need there's certain things about pro wrestling and about you, you, you need to be familiar with. I mean, I, and, I, and mind you, I think Jimmy, Jimmy blew me away. I, I thought he job. took to it like a, like a fish in water, how natural it sounded. It, the, all those facts are astonishing because he sounded so smooth. Um, you know, so, but I, I, I do think you, you, you do need to stay in the wheelhouse of, of people that have some experience having done pro wrestling. I'm not saying that they needed to be able to work a million years on the independent scene or other wrestling promotions. I'm not saying they couldn't have mainstream sports experience. All experience is good, but I think I am surprised. And I don't think the triple H is going to be looking for somebody like a Jimmy who, who will say that, say I haven't watched in 30 years. I I do think they're going to want somebody who has some familiarity with the product and within the business. Uh, And I think that's the best practice in my opinion, Uh, but hats off to Jimmy for doing as well as he did also doing as well as he did under Vince. Cause we know, Famously, that Vince, you know, was very was a very strict producer, especially with what it gets said, what doesn't get said, how it gets said. So again, the fact that Jimmy did as well as he did with Lord knows what was in his ear, uh, I think uh, hats off to him and best of luck with whatever he's doing next in his in his career. All right, last question. Uh, kind of it's kind of twofold question. Uh, Saturday, are we going to find out who the White Rabbit is, and do you think it is Bray Wyatt? Yes, and yes. Plus, maybe more. Ooh, so you think there might be a group coming along with Bray Wyatt? I think I think we will see some some indication of Bray, whether we see him in the flesh Saturday in Philadelphia, or whether we see something graphic, video, otherwise. And then I, I think I think whatever we get Saturday, I think there's definitely going to be a factor of tune in Monday. Maybe this is not done. Ooh. Oh. See, Justin's always thinking. I think it's I season premiere, even though there's no off season. Somehow it's a season premiere, but it's a season premiere. So they're putting all they're putting more eggs in the bucket. Uh, you know, the, the, the DX is coming back out to crotch chop. So, you know, it, it, there, I, I have a feeling that you, if you have this pre- premium live event two days prior and you have, again, this big campaign for reveals, I think you don't need to blow it all on Saturday. You don't need to blow the full load, save some Monday. That's what I think. Mm. Yep. So whether you like crotch chopping or scissoring, <laughs> the world of pro wrestling is giving you 
all of it here in 2022. Justin, you're a man of your word. You're wearing your, even though it's a size Take extra small, off. you do have your Cowboys t-shirt. Uh, congratulations. Thank you uh, for doing that. And uh, I appreciate the time. We'll talk to you next Friday. Maybe I'll autograph this and I'll auction it off as worn on Busted Open. You should. You know what? That's a that's a fantastic idea, Justin. I might even buy it. I, no, 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 you're not buying. I'll mail, I'll mail it to Jersey. You sign it, then we'll mail it to Texas. She signs it. And we'll, 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 oh, we'll mail okay. It to, you know, when it goes to Jersey, Gabby can sign it too. We'll get the, everybody to sign it, and then we'll auction it off. I like it. I think that's a great. Justin, and we'll, a and we'll give the proceeds thinker. back to that kid who I stole it from. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> and we'll buy him a Washington Commanders jersey. Justin, enjoy uh, Bound for Glory tonight. Enjoy Extreme Rules tomorrow night. And we'll talk to you on Friday. Thank you, guys. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream the podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.